Why do people send flowers for a funeral? It's like, hey, I heard someone you love died. Here's another thing that dies. Welcome to OneWord.com's podcast. Each episode revolves around one word. Today's word is flower. All right, flower. That's what's up. There's a great quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson, where he said, the earth laughs in flowers. I always thought that was beautiful. Flowers definitely create some emotional attachments to the person growing them, harvesting them, admiring them, and sharing them. Flower. That's the name of the bunny in Bambi. I think that was the only part of Bambi that was actually sweet. The rest of it was a horrific movie. When my boyfriend and I first started dating, we decided that we were going to be official. And, you know, we were very lovey-dovey. It was very sweet. It was really hard to say goodbye when I had to go into work. And about halfway through my work day, the front desk was like, you have a special delivery. And I go out to find this beautiful bouquet of peonies with a card from him. I guess in passing, I told him that peonies were my favorite flower. And I was so floored by such a romantic gesture. I'd never experienced anything like that. We ended up going out to dinner that night. And he told me that He had basically spent the entire afternoon trying to find a flower shop that was open because it was a Sunday afternoon and apparently flower shops are closed on Sundays. So that just added to the romance and the sweetness of it all. I had just begun seeing this girl in like early February and uh, it was casual. It didn't feel all that serious, but Valentine's was approaching and I asked her out on Valentine's. And then I told my roommate and he was like, are you going to get her flowers? You have to get her flowers. He was like a sidekick in like a bromantic comedy. He's like, dude, you got to get her flowers. And I was like, well, I guess I have to. So um, I went online and tried one of those sites that advertise, you know, for just $45, you can send a bouquet. And it's not true. I don't know. None of it's not true. You cannot. What I learned is by going through that process They tack on so many extra things. You cannot send flowers to somebody on Valentine's Day for less than $200. That's what I learned. So I ordered these flowers. Anyway, the day comes, Valentine's, and I pick her up and we go out like on this picnic thing. And the whole time I'm kind of wondering, is she going to say anything? Is she going to say like, hey, thank you for sending those flowers? She doesn't say anything. And uh, like a week later, she said, did you send something to my apartment? I was like, yeah, I, I, I sent you flowers. And she was like, oh, I got like a notification from the doorman that I had some sort of package delivered to the lobby of my apartment. And I just didn't go get it because I didn't know what it was. And I thought, okay, great. So $200 flowers just kind of sat in a lobby dying for a week. That is the last time I will buy flowers ever. 
I love to buy them for myself. I love fresh flowers. Uh, my friend, however, she doesn't like flowers. And I kind of get it. I mean, sometimes flowers, they don't always come for the right reasons, right? Like they're, they're often shared in sadness. But she was in the hospital for a while. And the flowers she would receive over time would just start to stink because the water and the stems and the mold. And so if you really want to insult her, send her flowers. Like that is a definite sign that you don't know who she is or you are telling her you don't want to be friends or you're breaking up. I'm not a big flower person because they die really fast. And I would way rather prefer a house plant because I have a green thumb and I can keep that house plant alive for years. There's some very talented florists in this world, but... It's not hard to put together a bouquet because flowers are so pretty. All I have to do is just put pretty flowers together and boom, it's a bouquet. There, I said it. I said what I said. When we were kids, we kind of had a little situation with some people who had gone to a wedding by my parents' house. And we thought it would be funny to toilet paper, maxi pad, shaving cream their car. So that's what we did. And as we were doing it, they came out. And so everybody ran. And unfortunately, everybody ran to my parents' house. When we woke up the next morning, I was in so much trouble. The people had returned and they tore out all of my mom's annuals and had just thrown them everywhere. Plus they used shaving cream and made a dick on the lawn and I got grounded. But I still like flowers, even though that happened. I still really like flowers. Apparently those, those people did not like flowers. Not my mom's flowers anyway. I live in Northern Virginia and we have four really distinct seasons. And I'm somebody who does not love the winter. And I'm born in March. So around that time of the year, there's always these little tiny wildflowers that are the first ones to bloom. And I just get really excited when I see them because I know that it's about to be spring and summer. And that's my favorite time of year. And everything's just going to get more warm and good again. I'm an art therapist and I have an art therapy intern. And her biggest saying was bloom where you're planted. And I love that idea of a flower growing regardless of where it's been planted. It's just um, a perfect metaphor for resilient kids and the kind of approach you have as an art therapist a specific Georgia O'Keeffe painting or a print of one, I should say, hung in the living room of an apartment that I rented with my friend Grant when we were just 19 years old. And we never took the painting down, even though it was weird for two 19-year-old boys to have this Georgia O'Keeffe flower painting in your living room. But it hung over the tube TV we had. And on that TV, on September 11th, 2001, Grant and I just came back from class that Tuesday and watched TV all night long. Just shots of planes flying into buildings. Never forget seeing all that footage under this Georgia O'Keeffe painting. I think it's cool that some flowers are edible. There's really peppery ones, ones that that kind of add a spice to things. They're called nasturtium. And they're really pretty and edible, and I love those. Otherwise, not a big flower person. Never been someone who like expects flowers or wish they had flowers. More of a plant person or an edible flower kind of person. People do that trick with their tongue where they curl it and it looks like a flower. 
That is a very unique trait. Not everybody can do that. I mean, I can barely even hold my tongue down when the dentist puts a tongue depressor on it. Like my tongue just wants to go do its own thing. So to me, to be able to make a flower out of your tongue, that's that's impressive. When I want to spruce up my house, I'll buy an orchid. And I always thought it's the flower that doesn't die right away. And it'll last for, you know, a month, maybe two. And so I learned maybe a year ago that orchids have multiple lives. And the key is you have to repot them because usually when you buy them in the store, they're in like a tiny little plastic pot. And so if you repot it and you get the right soil and I think it likes moss or something like that, there's like a whole subculture of orchid experts. But basically I did that and it looked like my orchid died and then I repotted it and it regrew again like six months later. I'm looking at it now. It has like four gorgeous blossoms and I just feel so terrible because I and I'm sure many others have been unintentional orchid murderers. I mean, we just like throw them out after a month and they're still fully alive. They fully have life force and they can stay alive for like 30 years or something. It's it's wild. So I'm glad that I can make this public service announcement because this is a big deal. Flower makes me think of the Guns N' Roses logo, which is two revolvers and two roses. So a little on the nose. And it reminds me of a story of being in Miss Pritchard's eighth grade English class. And Trey was next to me and he had these acid wash jeans on and he was so bored in class he just started drawing these band logos on his jeans while he was sitting there like under his desk in pen and uh it was like guns and roses slayer metallica he drew all these logos and they looked fine like when he was drawing them but then when the bell rang and he stood up he had this realization you see on his face that now that he was standing up all the logos were upside down Many years ago, when I was onboarding for a social services agency, they had this video where they interviewed a woman who was living in one of the senior living facilities, and she wore this huge flower in her hair. And they interviewed her a couple times over the course of a couple of days. And every time she had a different flower, they were all fake flowers, but they were these huge flowers. And in the interview, she told them that the reason she wore the flower was because a lot of people died in the facility. And many times people didn't know who it was when they would say so-and-so died. They'd say, who was that? People wouldn't know how to describe them. So she decided it would be important for her to be remembered when she died by wearing a large fake flower in her hair, which I'm sure worked. Um, And it was really inspiring to me. I realized I need to probably figure out something I should wear so that people, when I die, can say, you know who she was. She was the one who fell in the blank. I don't know what it's going to be. I haven't figured it out yet. But I always thought that was pretty brilliant. My bonus child, I have a 26-year-old bonus child, and they are a horticulturalist. I can't say that word. Anyway, they are into horticulture. Um, I love them because they come over and do our garden and give us all the perennials. And for Mother's Day, I just wanted a lilac bush to replace one of the ones that was torn out. And 
I told my bonus child that it was a lavender bush. I was like, I desperately want a lavender bush. And they brought me a lavender and I didn't realize until afterwards that I wanted a lilac. I'm terrible with flowers. Thankfully, I have them to point me in the right direction. Everything that's beautiful, that's coveted in this world also has a dark side, you know? That's why I got my tattoo. It's a flower, but it's got a stem with thorns on it. It's like, you love this rose, but you can't have it unless you're willing to get spiked by these thorns. That's like two sides of my personality. That's like, on one side, I'm soft and I smell good. And on the other side, I'm thorny and I have a contumacious personality. That's me, man. That's me in a nutshell. That's why I got a rose tattooed on my pectoral. One thing I love about flowers is how so many people are drawn to them, regardless of the age. It seems like kids, one of their favorite things to do is uh, take flowers from somebody else's yard. You know, usually the ones that the person growing them has just been patiently waiting for them to bloom and blossom. And then a kid will just like snap it off and go take it to their mom because they want to give her a gift which is great for their mom and bad for the homeowner. My friends had a koi pond and they had a lotus that had just blossomed and my friend's kids were at their house. And by the end of the night, we discovered that they had basically gotten into the pond and had destroyed her lotus flower. The lotus flower grows in the mud and the dirt In the dark, underwater, and over time blooms into this vibrant flower on the surface of the water. And it's an interesting analogy for sort of our existence here in a lot of different ways and the trials and tribulations that come along. Thanks to everyone who joined in today, including Abby in Northern Virginia. Welcome. Allison in Herndon, Virginia. And of course, David at Barton Smart Trivia. Emily at Farm LA. And our new friend, Jared in Universal City, California. Liz in Salt Lake City. And Kat in Los Angeles. To be a part of a future episode, go to podcast.oneword.com. Until next time. My name is Camilla. I'm the drama teacher, or as I like to call myself, artistic director of the Parkway Elementary School Drama Department. Every year we do Alice in Wonderland, and we do this with a cast of 160 children. And I'm telling you, it is hard to find roles for every one of the children. But one of my go-tos is flower. If you are not the most uh, verbal child, I'll often cast you as a flower in the garden because it's relatively easy. Although one year, Samantha kept picking her butt on stage, kept digging in her butt as a little daffodil. And she was upstaging Alice just due to how aggressively she was digging for something. My God, her parents were embarrassed. Said it's okay, it happens, you know. It did distract from the narrative, but that's living theater. That's that's my art form. It's what I do.